Hey y'all, it's Jessica Dillandy Dykeman with the Courageous and Kind Project. We're featuring stories of women who are living out their God-given purpose through big and small moments of courage and kindness. At Courageous and Kind, we want to create a community of women who are courageous to overcome their fears and failures and who are kind to one another and to themselves. We want to hear and share your story. Help us share God's love by sharing your courageous and kind moments. Hey everyone, it's Jessica Delindy Dykeman. I'm here with you today for some special courageous and kind bonus content on the podcast. We are excited to share with you a talk I gave in October for a mental health and wellness seminar for a friend of mine that hosted it. And we took a couple minutes to talk about taking back the truth. And as women, we are often so guilty of exchanging the truth about what God says about us for a lie. And that leads to anxiety and worry and depression. And we just want to say no to that. And so this talk will explain how to take back the truth, how to Put God's word and his truth in scripture into your heart in such a practical way because we want you to live out your God-given purpose and God's plan for your life. So we really hope you enjoy this. God put courageous and kind on my heart when I got here and has just been so gracious to develop that and into what it is. And so this is such an opportunity. But I realized like being in digital media and on social media and just being attuned to women's ministry and women's needs that there's so much nowadays that sounds like the truth, but or it sounds kind of truthy. I think I made that word up, but isn't really God's truth. It's only part of it. It's something that, you know, we've conjured up or made up. And I feel like as women, we are so guilty of falling into that and just taking bits and pieces and, you know, making our own mantras and and things like that. And sometimes when we do that, we forget that we're not having the opportunity to tap into God's word. Um, We're just not taking that opportunity. And so, you know, as I think about 2020 and everything this year has brought, and, you know, as we cheersed on January 1st, I think uncertainty and global pandemic and everything else wasn't exactly in our New Year's resolution. And so I think as we've, you know, entered really an unprecedented time in modern day for us um, and our families and our relationships, I think many of us are looking for what do we do now? How do we handle this? How do we go from here? And our normals have changed. Our lives have changed. I mean, that is nothing new. And so for us and our family, we've chosen the motto, faith over fear, And that we have said that we are going to choose faith in God over fear in the world. And that comes behind Jesus saying with his words, take heart, I've overcome the world. And you will have trouble, but I have overcome. And that's what our hope is in. 
And so for many women, I want that to be their same hope. I want them to set to confidently being able to find that as we talk about all the uncertainty, all the distractions, the self-doubt, the the hurt and the anxiety that this brings right now. And, and there are so many people that are battling fear right now um, that if we're honest with ourselves as Christians, the best remedy and the best wellness plan is really scripture. And God's truth is the best wellness plan for what we have. And so, as I was saying, there's so much that sounds like the truth, but isn't the truth. And to be honest, the Bible actually talks about that. One of the verses that have really struck me right now is in Romans, and it's Romans 1, 25 and just a little bit of background. Romans was written right after the early church. And so there was so much going on and so uncertainty and kind of similar to what's going on now. And so this verse comes a little bit about battling the wisdom in the world and finding where the church and the new Christians have their Christ followers have their footing. And so the verse is this, Romans one twenty five, talking about the people of this time, they They traded the truth about God for a lie, and so they worshiped and served the things God created instead of serving the Creator Himself. And I think if we're honest, that has happened to us, regardless of what's going on in our lives. And I think there's so many of us that we have traded the truth in God's Word about who we are for a lie. And so we end up inviting and believing in just that anxiety and that hurt in our hearts. And I think it's completely unintentional, but I think it's something we're doing often and more often than we know it. And so what happens is that when we trade the truth that we have as Christians and we exchange, that means we're exchanging God's power and might and everything we have through the Holy Spirit for our own strength. So kind of thinking about this, I just ask you a really rhetorical question right now, and we'll come back to that. But what truth are you trading for a lie? What truth have you exchanged for a lie? What lies are you believing about yourself? And all of this turns comes into our mental health and our well-being and our self-care and being able to fill up so that we can pour in and the best way we do that through God's love. And so when I talk about the truth that we have about ourselves, I'm just going to go through five or six just real big bullet points that are backed up by scripture to tell us what truth we have about ourselves. And so the one thing that I'm standing on more than anything is that the Bible and God's word is God breath, God divine, and it is powerful for rebuking, correcting, and teaching. And so that Bible verse is found in 2 Timothy 3.13. The other truth that we have about ourselves is that Jesus Christ is our hope and our Savior, that He has saved us from an eternal life of sin and death. And that is through John 1 1 and John 3 16. Who we are in Christ, that we are called to be children of God, that when we accept Jesus in our heart, we're His children and we have all of the power and the righteousness as heirs of God. And that is in John 1 12. The other one is that God is with us. He says He'll never leave us or never forsake us. And that's in Deuteronomy 31 6. God is for us. 
We have the creator of the world who is forever to be praised. He is for us. Verse in Romans 8.31 is that if God is for us, who can be against us? That is powerful truth right there. The other one is the power of the Holy Spirit. Romans 8.11 talks about the same power that lives in our heart is the same power of the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. And as Christians, our faith is based on Jesus being the Lord and Savior and beating death. And so for that, we have a hope in heaven and we have much more than some self-care mantra. And don't get me wrong, all of those are important, but what's important within that self-care mantra is that we ask God to lead that. We invite him in. So we exchange our weakness, our worries, our wonders for his strength, his certainty, and his love. And so as Christians, this is our birthright. This is our trust. This is where we get to say, no more lies. We are not going to put up with the worry, the anxiety, the fear, the low self-esteem, the discontentment, the comparison, and the doubt. Those are things of this world. And those are things that, if we're honest, plague us often. And so... How do we fight that? I mean, for women who are fillers and thinkers, it's so easy to let our minds wonder. I always say there's a difference between worry and wonder. And when I worry, it's just something that aches in my heart and something I maybe cannot control, but I'm thinking about it and it just really has this ache in my heart. And the wonder is just wondering about the future and what's to come. And I think We actually can put both of those in the same category because we want to be able to give our worries, things that are really bothering us, and our wonders, things we're just curious about, our hopes and our plans and our dreams, to the Lord. Because then we're able to exchange His power and His strength and His love for everything we have and everything we don't have, everything we're not. And so when we believe When we believe the lie over the truth, when we trade in that truth for the lie, we're not living our best life. And as we said, the best life is with Jesus Christ because he's overcome the world. John 16.33 says, Take heart, in this world there will be trouble, but Jesus has already overcome it. And so, in a world with so much going on, we need that. I need to hear it. And... The thing is, is that the story doesn't have to end there. And so it doesn't have to end with our disappointments. It doesn't have to end with that hurt in our heart. It doesn't. Because that's actually when we let Jesus come in, that's where it gets to begin. And from there, I think so often in just in our own selves, you know, there's a lot of Um, messaging going on right now as I love the women empowerment and I love now in history more than ever women can do more than they ever have and I think as Christian women we want to be able to can do in God's strength and so often we get into this mindset and I think it's just a, a hamster wheel that we're like well if I work harder if I do better if I do more if I 
get a nice planner and organize, you know, and organize myself. If I buy those new shoes, I'll look cuter. If I get my new clothes, if I have a new baby, if I get a new job, get a new house, have a new relationship, get a new diet, get a new exercise routine. Am I stepping on some toes? Because I think that's all true. Because I know that's all true of myself. I'm just waiting for the next thing to fix this piece of my heart. And the truth is, we're not going to be able to do it in ourselves. And so the only way that we can do it is through what Jesus accomplished on the cross. And I keep going back to that because there's so much messaging that says, girl, you got this. You can do it. Just be a little stronger. You know what? And if we're honest, we can only be so strong. There's only so much to give every day. There's only so many diapers to change. There's only so much money in our bank. There's only so much. And so when we get to that point where there is nothing else to give, there's nothing else to do, that is where we can let the Lord go and accomplish things from there. And so that's where I think the transformation happens. When we get to a point where we can't do anything else, when we are out of our own strength, that's when God's strength steps in. And so for us to transform ourselves, for the new diet to work, for the new calendar to work, for the new shoes to help us run faster, get us to the gym, we have to invite the Lord into that practice. So whether it's your new meditation plan, your new exercise plan, your you know new budget, whatever that area is in your life, we have to take some time to invite the Lord into that and ask Him to lead it and to guide it. And so that's when we exchange the lie that we can do it all on our own, that we can do everything, we can make it look amazing and perfect because you know you're only scrolling down social media so much. That's when we get to say, okay, Lord, I need your strength to do it. And whatever that do it is, that's when we say, yes, Lord, I'm going to exchange my lie that I can do it all myself or my lie that my new self-care regime is going to completely change everything. It's going to help, but we need the Lord to lead it. And so how do we do that? So we're asking the Lord to fight on our behalf. And the reason why I talk about this stuff and really honing in, letting the Lord take a hold of this, because I think when we let the Lord take a hold of areas in our hearts that cause our worry or wonder, that's when His peace is ushered in. And let me tell you, in the times in my life that, you know, I have known trouble and I've known heartache and I've been in points in my life where I think, is there anything else to life? You know, is there anything better than this? Is it going to change? That is when the Lord says, yes, I can change your heart because I care more about your heart than your outcome or your circumstances. I want you to be like my son, Jesus, because my perfect peace and my perfect love is found in him. And as I said, Jesus has already fought and won the battle on the cross. And so we're fighting a battle he's already won by ourselves. So why not we declare as as Christians and Christ followers to say, Jesus, what you did on the cross is enough. It was enough. And invite 
the Lord to do our fighting for us. And he says that. He told the Israelites, he told Moses, stand still, I will fight for you. The battle is already won. That was in the Old Testament. That was before Jesus even came. We are New Testament believers. Jesus has come and the Lord has given us his Holy Spirit and that power. The Bible talks a little bit not a little bit. It talks a lot about God's presence and what happens when his presence is close to us. The Bible says over and over again that with God's presence, peace follows. And isn't that what we're looking for at the end of the day? At the end of the day, we want to lay down on our pillows and be able to close our eyes and have a good night's sleep. We want to be enjoy, be able to enjoy our babies. We want to be able to love on our husbands and um, love on our families. We want to be able to enjoy the life that we have. We want to make the most of it. We want that peace of heart. And so part of battling our anxiety and our worries and our wonders is that we need God's presence because we need that peace. And if we're honest, we go to great lengths to looking for that peace. And I Go back to new shoes, new car, new decorations. You know, you name it, we're looking for peace. And to be honest, we're looking for God's peace. In Isaiah 26, 3, You will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in the Lord. And so to be able to trust in the Lord means we have to know the Lord. As Christ followers, if we call ourselves a Christian, we've already placed our faith in the Lord. But to really know who He is and to be able to trust Him with our hearts and our biggest dreams and our biggest goals and our families and the people we love and our jobs, we have to know Him. And He talks to us in Philippians 4, 7, 8, and 9 about giving our worries to Him. That when we give our worries to Him, he promises peace in exchange for those, for those prayers and petitions. And he gives us peace that transcends all understanding and everything going on. That's one of his promises. And so why not lean into that promise? Why not take him up on it? Why not say, okay, Lord, if you promise this, let's do it. Um, so what does it look like to take back the truth? Practically, it looks like a couple things. And as I mentioned, I'll line it out in the study guide. But practically, to take back the truth and use scripture to fight our worries and our wonders and our anxiety. And the reason why I, I talk about using scripture instead of a you got it girl mantra is because scripture, as we talked about, is God's holy word and it's powerful. And we need something powerful in 2020. And we need something strong. We need something that's going to outlast the media, that something's going to outlast the election, that's going to outlast the pandemic, that's going to outlast all of this world. We need God's truth. And so here's a couple ways that I think is the best way to usher in God's peace. Um, I think one is that just as simple is that we pray and ask God to come into our hearts. If we're Christians, we've already done this before. If we're doing, if this is something new, Jesus gives us an open invitation to follow him through faith in him and gives us a new start and a new life through his grace and forgiveness. And so we ask the Lord for that. We ask the Lord to come into whatever we're doing, whether 
we are starting a new job or whether we're raising a baby or whether we are just trying to get through today's task list, we have to ask the Lord to be there. We have to ask Him to lead it. And so number two, number two is just a very practical thing. Sit down and make a list of lies versus truth. This helps you identify what lie you've been believing. And so what I'd recommend is take a couple, take a few minutes to take some, just an assessment of what is going on in your life. Think about what you think about. Think about where does your mind wander when you're quiet? Where does your mind wander in the shower? Where does your mind wander when you're driving, when you're on a run? Pay attention to where your mind wanders. Think about what you think about. And take some time to check yourself on your thought life and your internal dialogue. I would argue and bet to say that some of the things we say to ourselves are much meaner and and really harsh compared to what we would ever say to anybody else. I don't think we would ever say to someone looking in the mirror, I cannot believe your thighs touch and jiggle like that. I mean, come on, we would never say that. But yet, we are saying that to ourselves. When we look and we poke and we prod and we wonder, think about what you're thinking about. And so, I mean, be honest, you know? I mean, nothing's off limits when we talk about thinking about what you're thinking about and finding those lies. Maybe you're insecure about something another mom is doing and you're not. Or are you feeding your baby the right thing? Are you doing this? It could be, or even in your marriage, you know, whatever that lie is kind of festering up. And if you're not sure it's a lie, if you're worried about it when you're still going to sleep, it's something you need to address with the Lord. I invite you to make a list of things you're struggling with, things you're worried about, things you're, you know, that is causing that strife. And then I want you to take a moment to write down a truth about it. Yes, my thighs touch because I just had a baby. I mean, how about that for a truth? And I haven't been medically cleared to exercise. I mean, let's be honest here about this stuff. Yeah, my husband and I never go on date nights. Well, if I'm honest, The reason why we don't is because we haven't made it a priority. It's not his fault. may not be my fault. may be both of our faults. Like, we're talking about that kind of truth. To take some ownership in the lie that we're believing because we have a real enemy that wants us to go down that path and to just get eaten up and to choke ourselves and be belittled of the breath of freedom and peace that the Lord can bring. And so I invite you to do that. It's kind of harsh, but it's true. And then on top of that truth, I want you to find a scripture that confirms your truth. For example, let's talk about standing in front of the mirror. You're fat. The truth is you just had a baby. And here's some scripture for you right here, mama. God has started to do something new in your life. So lean into that. That's in Isaiah. And... God also says in 2 Timothy that physical training is good, spiritual training is better because it proves important for the life to come. So how about some truth when you look in the mirror? On top of, when you look in the mirror, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God says that in Psalm 139. So that is truth. 
And that is God's truth to confront your lie. And girls, that's how we do battle. That's how we do battle. Because we believe God's word is powerful. We believe his presence is important. And we believe that God and Jesus Christ has already won the battle. And so as you exchange your lie for the truth, a couple things to find your Bible verse. You can download the YouVersion app, the YouVersion Bible app. It's one of my favorites. It has a search option. You can search keywords. There'll be Bible verses that come up for that. You can also, one of my other favorite things is you can Google, what does God say about body image? What does the Bible say about self-image? What does the Bible say about worry? What does the Bible say about raising kids? The Bible has so much to say about what's going on in 2020 and what's going on in our lives. Or even look in the Bible, get your old paper Bible out and look up in the concordance and you can find a Bible verse for every topic. So whatever that worry or that anxiety is, find a Bible verse to combat it. The other thing is write it down. I use um, some scripture cards. This is something, a practice that we've been doing for a long time. And I bought a 3 by 5 cards from, actually I think from Target. And so I just go through and write my Bible verses. So you can see 1 Timothy 4. 4-8 Bible verse for looking in the mirror and exercise. It says, physical training is good, but training for godliness is much better, promising benefits in this life and the life to come. And so this just reminds me that God cares more about my heart than anything else. I encourage you to get these, get some scripture cards, get something, get some sticky notes where you can write God's word down so that when that worry and that wonder starts to creep in your mind, you have your battleground and you have your weapon. From that, the other thing is talk to someone. Talk to a trusted friend. Tell them what's going on in your life. Tell them where you're hurting. Tell them where the Lord is working on your heart and share that. There's so much power in community, especially in Christian community. Those are the couple things that I, I want for y'all and I hope for you as you battle out this worry and the wonder of 2020 and into 2021 and for you and your families. Because I believe that with God's scripture and God's holy word that we can overcome anything. Our circumstances may not change, but our hearts will. And that's what Jesus has come to overcome. That's what he did on the cross. That's what he defeated in death. I invite you to just step into that to say, I'm taking back the truth. I'm going to give back all of those lies and I'm going to exchange them for God's truth, his power, and his glory. I hope you enjoyed this bonus content on the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you're interested, you can download Take Back the Truth study guide at the Courageous and Kind website, www.courageousandkind.org. Underneath the stories, you can go to TBT study guide and download your free copy. So we'd love to hear from you. Find us on Instagram or Facebook. We want to hear how you are taking back your truth. And we pray and we want that for you so much. So thank you for joining us. We cannot wait to talk to you soon. 
Thanks again for listening to the Courageous and Kind podcast. If you have a story you'd like to share or know someone who does, please visit courageousandkind.org and check out the CK Stories tab. Also, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast and like us on Instagram at the Courageous and Kind Project. Thank you again for listening to us and tuning in this week. We look forward to chatting with you soon.